0: These Penn State players need to step up against Central Michigan. We're going to go through all the guys who could benefit from a good game against the Chippewas on this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Zach Seiko. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're talking keys for the Nittany Lions today. Which players can benefit from having a good game against Central Michigan on both offense and defense and even special teams. We'll go offense, defense, and then keys to the game for the Nittany Lions to come on top with a win to wrap up the show. And I will reiterate my prediction that I gave yesterday, but explain how the game will go for Penn State and Central Michigan tomorrow. First, a few housekeeping things that I thought were important in the Penn State news cycle. Jair Brown, the safety that forced two turnovers against Auburn, was named the Bronco Nagurski Defensive Player of the Week. Obviously very deserving. Then Penn State football head coach James Franklin admitted Penn State almost lost out on Deny Dennis Sutton in recruiting. I know what school it was, Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs almost swooped in and had denied Dennis Sutton flip Kirby Smart. I mean, if you've been paying attention to some of the recruiting cycles, they have been flipping a few recruits from the 2023 class. Well, they almost got probably one of the best ones of the 2022 class, and that was five-star defensive end Deny Dennis Sutton. The reasoning that we heard from Coach James Franklin is in the fact that denied Dennis Sutton, when he was in high school, actually had a football-only dorm room, and it was a single, so it was his own, and they had to find good living accommodations for denied Dennis Sutton. It's not that any of the living accommodations are poor at Penn State. Football players are treated very well, but... There was almost a huge preference as far as what Georgia could offer for housing as opposed to Penn State, but Penn State was still able to come on top in that recruiting battle. But to, to hear from James Franklin to admit that I thought was pretty interesting. I had heard some rumors that Deny Dennis Sutton was very close to flipping to Georgia on signing day, but he committed to the Nittany Lions and now he wears number 33 and he got his first sack against Auburn. The legend of Chad Powers continues. I, I thought this was, it's funny. It's very funny. Chad Powers, the Penn State run-on who was deemed ineligible, age 26. We come to find out that it was Eli Manning in disguise. Of course, we all knew. If you've seen some of the teasers online, it, and will be featured in a full segment, Eli's Places on ESPN+. But the Chad Powers thing has caught on like Wildfire, Jimmy Fallon invited Eli Manning to explain it on his show. You're seeing t-shirts now that you can purchase that say Chad Powers, think fast, run fast, think fast, run fast, his 40 time, which is a 5.49. And everybody remembers Eli Manning from his playing days that he wasn't exactly the fastest quarterback. But he could really sling it, and he did. And not everybody was in on it. Not everybody was in on it. There was a reaction from quarterback coach Danny O'Brien, and he was saying, at least on Mike, if he knew, okay, it's funny that he was playing along with the joke, but he said we really need to sign this powers guy. I mean, that's kind of funny when you think about it, that Eli Manning comes in as this fake run on candidate and. The quarterback coach is like, we really got to get this guy. On. He probably was very disappointed when Eli Manning ripped his wig off and uh, some of his makeup and face mask that he had on. Uh, what could have been the next great quarterback at Penn State, Chad Powers? I'm excited to watch the full episode with all the teasers they've done online. It's been it's been very funny, and and it's really cool to see you know Penn State being hip, doing these kinds of things to stay in the news cycle. We addressed that this week in another episode. But it's important that Penn State is able to do these kinds of things, and it will help with recruiting. Aside from all of that, Penn State football is going to host Central Michigan. It is a noon kickoff tomorrow. Penn State is a 28-point favorite. Total is 63. Fun fact, Penn State is 20-0 in non-conference home games under James Franklin, so you should feel pretty assured that Penn State is going to come out on top. Now it's a matter of if they cover the spread. If you're going to take that angle, but straight up, Penn State is 20 and0 in nine years of James Franklin in non-conference home games. And when you play teams from the Mac Conference, you're going to do that. While this is a game against a Mac opponent, doesn't mean it's not important. Penn State is actually offering some recognition tomorrow for two things. First, it's celebrating Thon. We all know what THON does, a big organization to battle childhood cancer. The Penn State Student Section ribbon will turn yellow to celebrate THON, the largest student-run philanthropy in the world. THON has raised more than $203 million in its history to benefit Four Diamonds at Penn State Health Children's Hospital in the fight against childhood cancer. And the 1982 National Championship team is going to get recognized. So tomorrow at halftime, they will bring out former players from that 1982 championship team. The Nittany Lions defeated Georgia 27 to 23 in the Sugar The Nittany Lions defeated Georgia 27 to 23 in the Sugar Bowl to claim its first national championship under Joe Paterno. In that game, Todd Blackledge threw for 228 yards, including a go-ahead 48-yard touchdown pass to Greg Garrity. And former Penn State star running back Kurt Warner rushed for 117 yards and two touchdowns, outgaining Heisman Trophy winner Herschel Walker in that game. So tomorrow is the Thon game, celebrating Thon, and celebrating the 1982 National Championship Penn State football team. But we bring up the spread at minus 28. Penn State is one of five teams perfect against the spread this season. Love the phrase, good teams win, but great teams cover. Penn State is one of five teams that has covered the spread in all of its games this season. The other four teams, not Georgia and Alabama, no, 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 no. USC, Washington, the Huskies, they just beat Michigan State, Minnesota, and Tennessee. So there are your five perfect teams against the spread. In yesterday's episode, because it's such a big spread, because it's a Mac, a Mac team that they're playing, I talked how Sean Clifford should not play in this game. He should not take a single snap. He should not even dress up. Give him the clipboard, give him the headset, let him coach for the day. He does not need to play in this game. I'll keep it short. But this really benefits the younger guys. Sean Clifford taking a back seat. He doesn't have anything to prove against Central Michigan. He doesn't need any more tape for NFL scouts. I, I've heard it all. This is a very beneficial game for the likes of Drew Aller, Christian Vayer, and even go further down the depth chart, Bo Prabula. This is a game where I think Bo Prabula should see some live action. Give Aller the entire first half. Vayer the third quarter and maybe some of the fourth, and then give Bo Prabula the rest of the fourth. That that's my blueprint for a good day for the quarterbacks. And you just give Sean Clifford a break, took some big hits against Auburn. It's a tough guy, but just give him a rest. He's earned it. And I don't want to say it, but you just avoid that potential injury. This is not the game where you want something fluke to happen. Just protect the quarterback. I know they're not going to bench him. They're going to play him probably for the first half, and then we'll see Drew Aller in the second half. But if I'm calling the shots, I say Sean Clifford takes the whole day off, and you get him ready for Northwestern on October 1st. Offense and defense have looked great thus far. I went through my position grades through the first three weeks of the season, and I gave the offense and the defense A's because they've done everything right. They're 3-0, 35 points, 46 and 41 against quality opponents in three consecutive weeks. You made Auburn look silly at Auburn Stadium. The defense has really stepped up. It's forcing the turnovers, getting to the quarterback, Manny Diaz is really drawing up some nice schemes for the Nittany Lions. But we'll start with the offense and who has the most to prove. This is also a game where who has the most to benefit. Start with the tight ends. Tyler Warren and Theo Johnson. I have them together. Tyler Warren's just been relatively quiet on the offensive end. You've seen Brenton Strange really emerge as tight end number one. And there were questions of, Who was going to be the guy? You can't just have an equal split of three tight ends. Somebody's got to step up. And most people that follow Penn State said, well, it's not going to be Brenton Strange. It'll probably be Tyler Warren or Theo Johnson. And it it was Brenton Strange. He is tight end number one. I want to see Theo Johnson get back into the swing of things. We don't know what kind of if it was an injury or anything else. We assume it's an injury, but we don't get an injury report from James Franklin. So we don't know for sure. This is a good game for Theo Johnson to get back into it, make sure and see that he's fully healthy and just getting comfortable with, with live contact again. Came in, played a good amount against Auburn, but I want to see him catch a pass this season and not just be a blocker. Same thing with Tyler Warren. Tyler Warren hasn't really been used in the passing game. He has the one notable drop from Drew Aller on a nice breadbasket pass from Aller in the Purdue game, but that was it. He's been relatively quiet. Uh, in terms of stats. Warren's been asked to be that two blocker when Strange and Warren are on the field. Warren has been asked to be just an additional blocker, not really a factor in the offensive game plan. And that's fine. Warren is very strong. Johnson is very strong. But those two, I want to see them get some catches. I want to see them factored in the red zone, especially because they're such big targets. You can't miss them. Put Theo Johnson on an island one-on-one with one of the small cornerbacks from Central Michigan and let him play. The next guy that I think could benefit from this game is Malik Mega. He has a lot to prove because from what it seemed like off-season camp, Malik Mega was going to be the third guy on the football field that he was pushing for a starting job, and now we're coming to find that he's third on the depth chart. He isn't taking as many snaps, and I've asked around, and Malik Mega is very talented He's just third on the depth chart. And if this is a game where he can see a little bit of extra action, I think if he makes a couple big plays, maybe he can start to slide back up into the second part of the depth chart. But from the looks of it, Trey Wallace, Caden Saunders, and Amari Evans have all jumped him on the depth chart. I I know each receiver position is different, but I thought Mega was contending for a starting job, even with Mitchell Tinsley transferring in. So Mega could benefit from some extra snaps on the field and does have some to prove to stay in the fold with the wide receivers. Bo Prabula, the fourth-string quarterback, this is a good le- learning experience. I hope that he makes it onto the field. You don't have to worry about burning any sort of redshirt. That is the plan for him, to have him redshirt so you have the additional eligibility for years to come. Bo Prabula could get good experience. He should not be overshadowed by Drew Aller and Christian Veyer in this instance. He is very talented. If he can get onto the field and get some reps, it'll be very beneficial for him. And I'd like to see what he has to offer as a young and up-and-coming quarterback. Final person on offense that has something to prove and could benefit from this game against Central Michigan is center Nick Dawkins. actually met Nick Dawkins. Extremely nice. Really down-to-earth person. And I want him to solidify himself as the backup center. Penn State has explored options of trying Hunter Norzad at center, and it's just, that is Nick Dawkins' position. Everyone tells me that he is so much better from the year before. I want to see Nick Dawkins solidify that spot behind Juice Scruggs. In the case that Juice Scruggs nings a breather, they don't try to turn to somebody else. They go to Nick Dawkins, so he could benefit from this game. Today's Locked on Nittany Lions podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. It is easy to get started and easy to play while you watch your favorite team. Underdog Fantasy is available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or lower in their stats. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you could win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word, LOCKED ON, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKED on one word get in on the college football pick'em action today we talk about the defense next on locked on nittany lions this is locked on nittany lions i'm your host zach saco we talked about who could benefit from a game against central michigan on the offense now let's talk about the defense and we'll throw in the special teams as well who has the most to prove on defense how about nick tarburton nick tarburton has two tackles thus far Uh, If you look around the internet, the depth chart shows that Chop Robinson has jumped him. Now, depth doesn't really matter as much in terms of first string, second string, because of the way that Penn State likes to rotate defensive lines. But Tar Burton's had a slow start to the season. He's one of the veterans. I'd like to see him make some big plays against this Central Michigan offense, and he has a favorable matchup. Sticking with the defensive line, Hakeem Beeman and Devon Ellis. I'd like to see more from them. P.J. Mustafer has shown that he is not held back by his previous leg injury. He's got good speed, he's got good strength still, and he's not afraid to go out there and play. I want to see Hakeem Beeman and Devon Ellis really make an impact in this game so that you can feel more reassurance on this defensive line. Zane Durant has been pretty good as a true freshman, and they will probably burn his red shirt by having him in this game. But a defensive line group that I was... Very high on coming into the season, and, and parts of it have just been a little underwhelming. This is a good game to really work some things out and get ready for Big Ten play. Maybe the defensive line as a whole could benefit from this game because the cor- a cornerback leads the team in sacks. That's a Johnny Dixon from Blitzing Off the Edge. Has two? Yeah, this could be a beneficial game for the defensive line. Jamari Budden in the linebacking core, I think, could use this game a lot. We've noticed that Tyler Elsden, Kobe King, Jonathan Sutherland, Curtis Jacobs have really solidified their roles. Guys like Abdul Carter have stepped up in a big way, getting a lot more action on the field. Jamari Budden's kind of been lost in the shuffle, and Budden could really benefit from this game by showing that he deserves more time on the field, even if it's in a rotational role. Then in the secondary, the secondary has been the best group on defense for Penn State. So there's really not a lot of starters that I'm looking at. But Kalen King, a guy that's kind of been on and off the field with Johnny Dixon, there really isn't a firm starter at that other cornerback position aside from Joey Porter Jr. We all assume that Kalen King was going to step up, but Johnny Dixon has worked his tail off to get in this position, to get some first team reps. Kalen King, he's got a huge ceiling. I think he'll make it to the NFL, and this is a game where you make a statement, you force a turnover, because a lot of other players in the secondary have forced turnovers. You don't want to be the only one that's missing out. If Kalen King can get a nice interception and remind people, hey, I should be across from Joey Porter Jr., this is the game to do it against Central Michigan. Last guy on the defense that I think could benefit from this game, has something to prove, is Cam Miller. I've heard rave reviews about Cam Miller as a true freshman. Got some action against Ohio. Really good cornerback prospect. Comes from Florida all the way up to Penn State. Sean Clifford even, unprovoked, brought him up in a press conference one time. Told the media, I'm just really impressed with Cam Miller. He's smart, cerebral player, good athleticism, and just understands the game very well. Cam Miller can build on top of that praise by having a good performance against Central Michigan. For special teams, it's really more of a collective because Barney Amore has been good. Jake Pinninger shown some improvement. The kickoff specialists in Sanders Sahadak and Gabe Wosu have been solid. I'm going to go with the kick return unit. I just really want to see a touchdown. That's really what it comes down to. So that's Nicholas Singleton or Devin Ford, whoever's going to be returning kicks back there, maybe a Daquan Hardy. I just want to see a touchdown. It's been a while since Penn State's had a house call. Jahan Dotson did it on the punt return. I think it's been since Saquon Barkley. If Singleton's going to draw those Saquon Barkley comparisons, hey, take one back to the house on a kick return. So it'd just be something exciting to see before Big Ten play resumes. This is Locked On Nittany Lines. I'm your host Zach Seiko. In our final segment today, going to nominate the keys to the game for Penn State to come out on top. They're heavily favored. How can they put this game away quickly and look good doing so? Plus, how the game's going to flow for Penn State? It's Locked On Nittany Lines. Welcome back. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host Zach Seiko. I'll state my prediction again. Penn State 59, Central Michigan 10. So that means they cover the spread and the total goes over. Just to reiterate, you can go listen to my Central Michigan preview from yesterday if you want to get the full breakdown of what the Chippewas bring to the football field. But Central Michigan's defense is not good. They are not good. They are actually one of the worst teams in limiting big plays. And that is my first key to a Penn State win emphasize the big plays, and James Franklin does naturally, so this is a perfect fit. Use the play action, go over the top, have a big run play, and I think that's how the game's going to flow, is Penn State, right out of the gate, is going to have that big run from a Nicholas Singleton. Maybe it's in the form of a 50-yard touchdown, but I could easily see from the opening play Penn State getting about 40 yards on the first play from scrimmage, and then using some play action and going over the top to a Keandre Lambert-Smith. Or setting the offense up in first and goal if it's not necessarily a touchdown. And just kind of put the exclamation point out there right away. That's your first key on offense. Your second key for not necessarily a win, but for making this a good day, limit the injuries as best as you can. You just don't want to get tangled up with anybody. You want to protect your best assets because this is a long season. You have Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State consecutively. Northwestern is a very beneficial matchup, getting back into Big Ten play. You have that bye week before Michigan, but you just want to avoid any serious injuries here. So play a clean game, play till the whistle's blown, but don't do anything extracurricular and, and don't try to knock anybody out with any big hits and just kind of put yourself in harm's way. But these Penn State players love to play fast. They like to be physical, and that's fine. Just And then this is something that's just out of your control at that point but a key for this game is try to stay as healthy as possible back to the offense Penn State needs to emphasize getting other guys involved in the action you want to continue to build upon that depth get Drew Aller in there Christian Veyer Bo Pribula get guys along the offensive line let's see Amari Evans score a second touchdown let's see Caden Saunders get his first Have the tight ends, Tyler Warren and Theo Johnson, working. Just spread the ball around. Give people some opportunities in a favorable matchup before Northwestern. A key for the defense, you don't need to force turnovers in this game. Central Michigan is not a team that you will need to trade touchdowns with. Turnovers are obviously very good. I don't want to encourage Penn State to not force a fumble. Pick the ball from Daniel Richardson, the starting Central Michigan quarterback. The key for the defense is to respect the run. Lou Nichols III is going to run the heck out of that football. Led the nation in carries last year with 341. You're going to have to be concerned with stopping the run. You just don't want to allow Central Michigan to hang around in this game for an extended period of time. You want to let them know whose house you're in. You want to let them know that you're the Power 5 school, you're the big dog, and that this is a game that is going to be out of reach very quickly. You do that by respecting Central Michigan's game plan, which is to run the rock pretty consistently. Their receiving core is just not as good this year. They've lost all three of their top receivers from a year ago, whether that was graduation or by injury. Central Michigan is not a threat to throw it. Respect the run. And that's really where it starts and ends. If Penn State shuts down the run defensively, this is going to be a very easy day for Penn State. I think it'll be a fun game. Again, my prediction is 59-10, to 10, somewhere in that range. Penn State very well might score more than that. They might score into the 60s. Central Michigan's defense is just not good. Emphasize the big play. Stop the run. That's really all you need to do. You keep it simple and sweet, and this will be a nice win in Beaver Stadium. And then it's on to Northwestern and back to Big Ten football. I am your Locked On Nittany Lions host, Zach Saco. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten. Remember, you can check out the previous episodes wherever you get your podcast. I talked about what James Franklin said in his weekly press conference. I previewed the Central Michigan team in full. If you'd like to know some names or scheme a little more in depth about what to expect tomorrow, Penn State should have no problem handling this team. Thanks for listening. We'll recap it on Monday. All right here on Locked on Nittany Lions.